Welcome to the Happy Hour Marketing Show with Nick, Nige and Dom. Hello and welcome to the next episode of the Happy Hour Marketing Show. And today you are joined, as always, by my good friends, good colleagues, Nick and Dom. Hi, Hello, guys. everyone. Hello, everyone. Good. How are we doing today, guys? Glad it's Friday, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Thank you. End of another really busy but really exciting week. So, yeah, well, good. Thank you. I know. I think everybody's going to start working weekends. How do you guys feel about that? What do you mean start working weekends? I always work weekends. <laughs> but by about three o'clock on a Friday, I basically write it all off and then pick it up again at seven o'clock on a Sunday night. We know you do, Nick, because you yeah. start emailing us at seven o'clock on a Sunday night. <laughs> I remember speaking to you, Nick, about something on a Friday afternoon. I said, oh, have you looked at this, Nick? And I remember you saying, to be honest, Tom, for the last two hours, I've just been moving folders around. <laughs> so I, know, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, it is good fun. I, I like that on a Sunday night as well, Nick, actually. When when the wife sat there watching Coronation Street or EastEnders or, or playing a game or something on her phone, and I'm sat there playing games with Trello, moving cards around just for the sake of it, just so everybody gets the notifications coming up, saying, I just renamed this in a really annoying way. So, Well, to be, to be honest, most of my Sunday night involves looking at the 37 tabs I've got open on my web browser <laughs> and trying to work out why I'd open them in the first place. <laughs> that's generally That's generally what I do on a Sunday night. Oh, we all live it. We all enjoy it. Absolutely. Well, look, I think, you know, it's kind of quite a quite a big show today, really. We've got quite a lot to talk about, but really what we wanted to focus on was, you know, just a few tips that businesses can really take up on things you can do right now that's really going to set you up um, to start basically utilizing digital marketing as a tactic, just to make sure you've got certain things in place and things to think about. Um and as we always do, you know, the first thing we always talk about is before you start looking at your website, before you start looking at how you're going to drive traffic, before you're going to start doing any form of marketing, make sure you test your website. So I know we mentioned this before, but we talk about it all the time, don't we? You know, how many times have you been on a website on your phone and it's not optimized or it's not responsive? It is irritating. It is draining, isn't it? And and this day and age, you just can't believe that it happens, can you? But and sometimes it's for quite serious businesses that you think are actually kind of successful business to customer businesses, and you log on there, and it's like you're looking at a desktop screen on your mobile screen, and you just can't believe it. So the most the top frustrating thing, I think, from a from a customer journey perspective, for sure. Yeah, my my rule of thumb generally is, <clears throat> and most of my web browsing, of course, occurs on my smartphone as as is the trend these days. Uh, if I have to zoom into a, a website on my phone, I don't bother. I'm back to Google search results, and I go to the next result. So so it is a real barrier to, to, to progress for these businesses, I think. You've got to get web optimized or mobile optimized, sorry. Yeah, completely agreed. Yeah, I'm switched off. Go onto a site. If an image doesn't load or a piece of text is not zoomed in enough or anything like that i'm i'm switched off and i mean we talk about web testing all the time because it's the first thing you've got to do before you look on anything and not testing your website can have a really big impact on how these visitors are seeing your site so we always you know one of the things i always talk about is before you start exploring any methods of driving that traffic to your site always 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 test it and never just test it once before a launch you know you should regularly be doing that and there's a few reasons i've noted that on reasons why you should do that and the first really is you know just make sure it works you know there's a few small and simple errors that are often overlooked you know when you're launching a website or even after it's running 
you know, it's things like broken links, images not loading, search functions not working, forms not submitting correctly. Even though these are basic errors, they can, as you said, Nick, they can have a massive impact on your website performance. And it really does damage your brand if you're not seen to be setting your site up in the right way. So a simple web test can fix all of those errors really quickly. Yeah, and I think crucially as well, <clears throat> those forms, oh, the forms really get me. Uh, so a bit of personal experience here, recent personal experience, again, from a company that you couldn't believe would get it wrong. So I'm desperate to win a PlayStation 5, right? And Doritos are running a competition to win a PlayStation 5. And so I go on again on my mobile, and I've got a decent size mobile device. This is an 8 plus I'm doing this on. And you fill the form out all your details and all that's fine. And you click submit and then nothing happens with the screen. You know, and you think, oh, what's going on? Is it submitted? Is it not? And then anyway, I scrolled up and it was one of those verify that you're, you're a human, not a robot. So you have to pick out the crosswalks or, you know, tell the form what's attractive and what isn't. But I thought, well, how many people haven't haven't done that or it's not appeared properly and all that kind of stuff? So yeah, the forms is a is a great shout. And that is such a barrier, like you said, Nick, to, to confidence, but also commerce. If someone's trying to get in touch with you and they can't fill your form out properly, it's a it's a disaster. So yeah, always test it. And on a multitude of devices, as you say, Nigel, as well, not just your own mobile. Test it on someone's smaller mobile, test it on someone's bigger mobile. And there's there's loads of tools out there to test it on different screen sizes. Yeah, and and it's 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 worth just to echo that point there, Dom. Is, um, I mean, I'm sure we'll eventually uncover that the most impactful area of this is is in your Google search ranking that this this will ultimately hinder your progress on. But for me, and I think you just said it there, is that it's about trust, isn't it? If if I'm if I'm hitting a site that I don't think has got their act together, technically, I will step away because I th- yeah. I look at it subliminally and go, well, if they haven't got their act together technically, what else is wrong in their back of house systems? that mean that my expectations as a customer are going to be fulfilled? Will they deliver on time? Will they even fulfill my order? Will there be a problem with payment? All these sort of things I don't really analyze, but they're in there somewhere that says, no, go back. Go back to Google and look at the next business. And and so whilst Google search rankings and SEO are the key element, it's about understanding how organized you are as a business as well for your consumers. That's a great point, Nick. Absolutely great point. And I think, yeah, that SEO element as well, it's not just from a visual or user experience point of view. You know, SEO issues are they're often quite difficult to identify, but they can easily be found on a website after it's launched. So, you know, like we talked about those most common broken links, duplicated content or new pages, you know, not updating simple things like sitemaps can uncover those hidden issues. So, like I say, most people don't even notice SEO issues until they start losing their rank on search engines or they're seeing their audience or visitor counts drop off a cliff. So by consistently testing it and checking it, you know, you're going to counteract a lot of those issues that you could potentially face. So I think it's an absolute must. There's 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 a part of me sort of think some people might be listening going, all right, guys, it's it's 2020 and we're still talking about responsive design. You know, it's been around for a very long time now, but it is so surprising to see so many websites still out there and uh as dom you kindly endorsed you know doritos sound like they haven't got it quite right um in terms of the mobile device you accessed it on you know there are other devices available out there we don't endorse apple do we should endorse apple <laughs> should. maybe we should <clears throat> or playstation for that matter actually there are other consoles <laughs> available as well Very true. Um, let, let, let's do a future podcast just on endorsing apple to be honest because we can talk <laughs> for hours on that could we not 
We sure could. And you, you make a good point Days. there, Nigel. Uh, totally. And I, I think what's really key as well about that testing regularly, and again, yeah, we know we're in 2020, but what's really hard is to unpick things after they've gone wrong, if multiple things have gone wrong. So it's much easier if you keep a regular eye on it to fix one or two issues rather than you leave it for six months or you leave it for a year. And then there's actually loads of issues and it's difficult to unpick what's gone wrong. If you're regularly doing it, you can go, okay, that's moved. There's a new bit of, there's a new way that Google are looking at that. So I need to amend that. And and all of that is is really key to keep on top of. And it's really difficult if you leave it too long. So regularity is key. Definitely. Completely agree. And then I think moving on, Don, we're on to one of your favorite topics really is, you know, when you talk about information that's out there, the amount of businesses that don't consistently update their content across all their platforms. It's a it's a real irritation and it's actually got some real negative effects, doesn't it? Yeah, completely. And and I think that is something that we see all the time as well. And something that we'll have all have had some personal experience in. I remember during the lockdown way back in in uh March when everyone was in the the lockdown lockdown as we call it and we needed to go to a pharmacy so we looked at this local pharmacy to us and got there for the time they said it was open nine o'clock said on the internet that it was open on google in that little box that comes up with the opening times and the and the busyness rating and we turned up there and it was shut and it had a little note on the door handwritten note that said not open till 10 so that is really really frustrating and, and again exactly as you say nick it it stops you trusting that business in in all sorts of different ways not just in their kind of technical ability uh, to update the websites and actually this is a top tip because it's so easy to do for every business large or small and it's such an easy thing to to get right with a tiny bit of time being spent on it and that is to first and foremost if you do nothing else make sure you update your google my business profile now everyone should have one of these whether you've got a physical premises or not you, you need one of these and what you're able to do on there and if you're not sure how to get there just search for google my business and it will be the uh, top result now what you need to do is just go on there and update things like those opening hours so if you've got a physical uh, environment that people come and use then make sure those opening hours are correct but even if you're uh, a kind of virtual office based company Definitely have a listing on there that that shows the hours that you are contactable between. And, and that's a really brilliant thing to do as well. And make sure you're consistent with that, not only on your website, but also, as you mentioned, Nige, on all of those social channels as well. So if you've got a Facebook page, if you've got a LinkedIn business page, uh, if you've got anything like that, make sure all of those touch points align with the with the correct opening times and the correct information about your business. Because just as you said, if Google starts to see an anomaly in one of those, it starts to think you're not looking after your online business presence as you should be, and it will really punish you in those all-important rankings. So, yeah, absolutely. Make sure they're they're up together. Yeah, no, I, th- I agree with that. I think what people don't understand with little details like this is the long-term effects. I know you, you touched on it, but it's kind of, you know, people sort of think if you get a bad experience, even nowadays, one single bad experience with a brand can potentially severely impact that customer or that user ever coming back you know it's nowadays we talk about sort of single touch points you've you've got one chance at everything and what you don't want to have to do is is run a series of you know marketing campaigns and ad campaigns that are going to try and reattract customers that are already having a bad experience so ultimately what you need to do is contract that with having the accurate information having that information live and available at all times and up to date as you say um, and actually have that ready so that you're not having to work twice as hard later on. 
um, to try and bring people back in. So yeah, no, really good point. And I think, you know, Nick, we're talking about testing websites, aren't we? And we're talking about ensuring that contact information is accurate and correct. You know, this is all a given. But when it comes to content, I mean, how important is content for search nowadays? Well, it's it's absolutely essential, guys, isn't it? Uh, it's, um, I mean, we could talk all day about this, and we'll probably have to do another session on on things like keywords and search ranking and all that sort of stuff. And but but I think we, if we can summarize this by just just perhaps explaining a little bit on how ultimately Google or any search ranking, but especially Google, ranks your content. So so and and the truth is nobody really knows. Um, Google obviously keep the secret. Um, but there is enough there is enough knowledge out there to have a firm idea of what's happening here. And, and ultimately, what Google are doing is is using up to a, probably about 180 different factors that they're going to use to ultimately rank a website on Google in respect of any search inquiry. Okay, so so and 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 the key to this is, and this is where content comes in, is that Google doesn't actually know how well a piece of content is written. If it if it looks at um, you know, a, a a piece of content or an essay or a blog post, it doesn't know if the if the sentences are structured correctly or if the if the if the, the the punctuation is correct or the grammar. It doesn't know that. It's not that clever. Although I've no doubt Google could one day do that. What it looks at is things like length of content, the bounce rate of your site in respect to that content, and the search inquiry. You know, some, somebody lands on it, it isn't telling what they want. They get straight out. That's going to affect your ranking. The quality of the links coming into your site or that page or that content, i.e. backlinks. The more backlinks you get or the more links coming into your content or your site, the better the better your rank. Because what that means is that Google can look at it and go, well, I don't know how well it's written, but these other sites that appear to be very good are linking to it. So therefore, it must be good. So so the top tip here, I think, really, if, um, is that if you haven't already got a blog or a news section on your site, especially a blog, um, get one. Get one in your content and start updating content on it readily. Now, the question we often get asked is, will I rank higher if I've got loads of content on there? Well, the answer there is no. What you need to do, and this is where the um, the, the other talks will cover around uh, you know, um, targeting keywords and that sort of stuff will come in. What you need to do is write content relative to what people are searching for. Okay, So that's where you need to understand search inquiry. But the more you understand that, the more you can position your content against it. And that's when you'll start to rank higher. Now, there are other things you can do around this. So you can, there is such a thing, whilst we, whilst we don't understand what Google does to understand search ranking, there is a, such a thing as called domain authority, which is a measure that was developed by um, a company called Moz. And it, it, in a roundabout sort of way, they, they try and do it to mimic what Google are doing, okay, in terms of ranking. So it gives you a gauge on where you'll do. It's also a badge of honor, probably, to be fair. Um, you know, for, for how good your site is, a domain authority. Um, and it will be improved by the amount of backlinks you have. So, so, the, so the bottom line here, the more, the more content you have that is relevant to search inquiry with, and therefore, and that's where the trust comes in, other websites linking to your content, the better you'll do on search ranking. And, and all of that, by the way, and this is a separate topic, is called um, you know, on-page SEO, but that needs a separate thing. I'll just summarize by saying content is vital. And it's not just about newsletters for your customers. It's about content to pull in potential customers. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. And um, <clears throat> one thing I'd say as well is that 
you don't have to think too hard about it. Just it's another one of those classic marketing things about just use your own experience. So I'm, you know, do a lot of the, the data analysis here, be it for our own web, you know, group of websites or our, our very own website that we use to interact with local businesses. And I'm constantly having to learn new things, be it a formula to pull into uh, put into a spreadsheet or something that's changed on Google Analytics or the Google Data Studio. And I will very I'll use really simple search terms along the lines of how uh, how to pull data through to the Data Studio, for example, when I was learning that. And often you'll find that those particular results have that phraseology actually written somewhere in there, or it'll even be as simple as the title of that blog is something that simple. And that's a really good place to start is, is actually look at the question that you would ask and how you would type it into Google yourself and, and use that as a starting point, um, be it a header, be it somewhere in the opening paragraph, so that people are more likely to, to stay and read that, as you said, Nick, and then stay on there longer and, and your, your ranking will improve. So if you're not sure where to start, just think about your own experience and what would you search for? And most of the time, that's what most people search for. Yeah, both. That is, that's amazing advice. And I think, you know, when we talk about content and we'll be talking about content, I would pretty much guarantee on, on every show we're going to do, content doesn't have to be extremely complicated. You know, you've got to take these tips and advice and guidance into play. But the idea is just block out some time, sit down, think about what interests you as part of running your marketing and start with some base content publishing, as Nick said, on, on a blog section on your site that you've instigated, build it from that and then start to tweak, you know, get learnings from what that content's doing, tweak it, adapt it, see whether you get a better response by adapting certain headlines or building something in. There's there's lots you can do. And we'll talk, you know, I think that's, again, another show basically in itself around content marketing and, and, and creation around that. But um, we'll talk a lot about evergreen content. So it's not just about creating something that's just got a one hit. You'll create something that will constantly evolve and it'll always be part of it. So in a way, in a quantifiable way, you'll just be stacking your content as you go. It'll never be sort of a one-off hit. So yeah, some great advice there. And I think one of the other things we wanted to talk about today was just digital marketing as a whole. You know, mm -hmm. It's still surprising. I know it, a lot of people say, God, this is this might sound a bit old school or it's been around a while. But digital marketing tactics change every single day. As we three, the three of us basically live this, don't we? You know, the marketing world's a dynamic place. It's ever-changing trends, technology, and tactics are never stagnant. So we always say it's it's critical that your business stays up to date with the new developments in the industry. And the last thing that you want is a business to fall behind and for other competitors to hear about new approaches before you do. So one of the things I wanted to kind of get across was for those in the infancy of digital marketing, whether it be, you know, that could be online display advertising or simply social media campaigns, you know, the opportunities are endless and could save you an absolute fortune. Um, I've got some stats. I wouldn't say they're fun stats. I'm kind of stating Dom's thunder here as our insight guru. Um, but if we look at this year for us, now 57% of consumers are shopping online more, according to our, our research. 51% are leveraging social media more. And 55% are spending more time on news and media websites. Now, this year has been an unusual year. You know, 2020, I'm sure in the record books is going to go down in history because of, you know, there is no trending data. Everything's brand new. 
But what it's telling us more is that everybody very quickly adapted to a digital-only approach. That consumer yeah. behavior made a massive switch, didn't it, from you know, footfall and going to your local coffee shop to basically having to do everything through apps and online and and everything's basically on a platform. Yeah, completely. And I think, and it certainly happened here, is that I think lots and lots of businesses would be the same as us in the sense that they kind of knew the changes they were going to have to make, but they probably thought they had three to five years to do them. And actually you had three to five minutes at some point, <laughs> you know, to, to actually make all that work and make all that change almost overnight. And I, I think the other thing you, you say there about just trying new things is absolutely crucial and not being left behind. And I think a lot of, one of the barriers I think that people have to that is that you can feel like a bit of a fool and you can feel like, oh, I should have, should I have known about this? Um, may, you know, is, is everyone doing it already? And is it too late for me to get on board? And actually, I think what we, you know, something we've, we're really proud that we've done here as a, as a team is we've been able to create a culture where there's no problem in going, uh, guys, I think we should need to get on this or have a look at this. And we've also got no problem with someone spending three, four hours a day, you know, looking at something to work out whether it's the best thing to do or not. But I think don't worry about feeling like you've been left behind or feeling like you should already know. And almost that embarrassment, I think, can hold people back and it's held us back in the past i think when you see something that you think might work for your business or or you feeling compelled to engage with it and you think actually yeah maybe that would work then don't feel afraid to to look on youtube about how that trend has emerged look on youtube for top tips about how to get your business involved with that or you know speak to people like us and, and see if we can help you as well and i think there's loads of different changes you say Nigel. it changes all the time and it only takes one app or one piece of technology or uh, one video sometimes to change the whole way yeah. people shop and shop and live their lives. So don't ever feel uh, embarrassed or afraid to just to to almost jump on a bandwagon or have a look and see if something would work for your business because a lot of the time it might actually open other avenues that you weren't sure about as well. So um, yeah, we'd recommend that, however big or small your team is. Yeah, and it's and it, it's worth saying. I think you I think you hit on it there, Dom. Is that um you know it, it is it is it is potentially a scary environment. You know, it's not as it's not as black and white. Although, the, to be fair, the data that comes out of it is very black and white, as as as, as you know, any business out there might have known before. But and, and I stand by this: is that you know, there, there are no experts in this really. Um, there are people that know more than other people. You know, I, I might count ourselves amongst that. But but I generally don't believe there's a, there's experts. There are people who say they're experts, and they're not. They just what they do is they immerse themselves in it. They'll learn more and they'll know more and they'll they'll engage more and interact more on it. But they're no real experts, and 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 the reason why is because it's such a changing environment that it's almost impossible to completely keep pace. What you've got to do and what you've got to help yourself with is to get involved. And I think you, that's what you were touching on there. You've got to step into this environment and you've got to try things. Yeah. Uh, and then and ultimately, let's be honest, that's how we learn things as a, as a, as, a, as a as a human behavior and a trait. You try things and you learn things, and you've got to do that because. There's no danger of digital, um, let's say, media or digital platforms going away. That that is a that is a that is a, a high speed train that is not going to stop, and it's going to get quicker. So, so you know, you I, this is a horrible cliche, isn't it? But you've basically got to get on board. You got to get yeah. on board, otherwise you are going to be at a platform waiting. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's a great point about about experts because. Uh, you know what's what's great about this kind of thing is that actually you you can in some ways if you do the right thing and you strike the right chord with with the public or whoever your particular target market are 
then you can be as successful as a as a company that are willing to put millions into an ad campaign. You know, some of these ads that go yeah. viral are a kid in their, you know, bedroom with their cat and they do something hilarious and that video gets more views than an ad that a company spent millions on. So, you know, I just think that that point about experts, you don't have to be an expert. These these whole idea of a lot of these platforms, a lot of these apps, a lot of these ways of engaging with people is that anyone can do it and they'll they'll do that for you and, and create that engagement so yeah definitely don't be afraid to feel like a fool just uh, jump on the bag wagon and dive in yeah definitely i mean it is a trial and error thing isn't it you know the, i think nick you touched on it. What, what makes you know there isn't any market leading experts in terms of certain fields and when it comes to this you know for me it's just trial and error what makes a good advisory is for those that have tried it learned from it tweaked it developed it so that it actually works. And one of the questions I always get hit with is, oh, I'm doing such and such with this product. What's the best way to advertise that online? And, you know, there is no exact formula to it. There's no saying put a third of your effort into social media, half of your effort there should go into content marketing. And actually the rest should definitely go on to more of a display approach. And one of the sort of tips or bits of advice we'd probably say is just break it down, make it basic for yourself. Have a think about what it is you're trying to do, what are your goals, what is it you're trying to achieve, and almost work backwards. So have a think about, right, where would that audience reside? How would they engage with that? What's the best way of communicating with them? And then when you get right to the beginning and you've identified those platforms, you just think to yourself, right, what's the best message to carry on those platforms? Now, like I say, digital marketing is going to take up pretty much, I would say, 97.5% of all of the shows that we're going to be doing as part of this podcast. So we're going to be learning a lot more, but I think if you've got some downtime, when you get some quiet time, go and research, go and have a look, whether that be on, on our website to have a look at what's available there. Just have a look around and see what tactics and approaches can be used. Because digital marketing, as you say, Nick, it's going nowhere. And the quicker you get on board, the more beneficial it will be. We can guarantee that. Yeah, no delays at the platform on that one. <laughs> <laughs> That is it for part one of today's episode. Don't go anywhere. Join us in part two as we talk about the importance of looking after your existing customer, how to adjust your product offerings. We'll then talk to Dom a little bit about how to focus on your target market. And Nick's going to give us a little insight into online reputation management. So we look forward to you joining us there. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Happy Hour Marketing Show. We love reading and answering any questions you have. So drop us an email to reachcommercialmarketing at reachplc.com and we'll catch you on the next episode.